Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? No, I'm with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. 36 yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hertz. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hertz looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10 at the halftime stop, 24-14. They go on to win 38-35. What a game. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. He's not in the the camera image I have up right now because we're going to be doing a little seat shuffle here momentarily. We are playing in our NCAA Football 14 Madden, or not Madden, NCAA Football 14 Dynasty with the FAULs, we're in year four. I think we're are we on game five. I think we're, are we on game five. Or are we on so. game seven? I think we're on game five. Game five. Yeah. And actually, I'm up first because I'm on offense. But Justin and I are here to talk about baseball because guess what? Thursday's opening day, so Woo-hoo. we're very much looking forward to that. And uh, we're gonna do a little shuffle here. I'm gonna pull up the game so everyone that's uh, watching live can see us playing the football game and. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk baseball, so I'll turn it over to Justin, and he'll get us started with our Phillies preview. Yeah, um, it's hard to believe that uh, the Phillies start this week. Um, I think they have two more games left. I think they play tomorrow and Tuesday preseason, and then I think they have off on Wednesday, and then I think the season starts, the season kicks off on uh, Thursday in, in Texas, I believe. Yeah, so they're opening up with the Rangers. That's unique, a little interleague play. But yeah. That's going to become, I think, more prevalent, right? Isn't that one of the changes, at least to the schedule? That's one of the baseball changes this year. They're yeah. Less of their division rivals. And more there's of, there's uh, more more division or more like schedule equity, kind of like trying to level out the schedules so that you don't have, you know, you, you used to play those division teams. 19 times basically. So if you had a strong division, that was killer. Um and like 19's a lot, you know. And and the bigger issue, and this is where it's at. It's not that they don't like Braves Phillies 19 times or Mets Phillies 19 times. That's not the issue because those are good games, they want those. What they need to do is they hate that you can go years and years and years and not have some of these stars ever play in certain cities. Like they want Shohei Otani and Mike Trout playing in every city. Right. 
you know? And so, so the fact that like, oh, they may only play, I don't know, like in Baltimore, you know, once every five or six years is not good enough, you know? And, and it's, so I think that is what is driving a lot of it. Um, you know, we'll see how it works. There's also talk with the expansion upcoming, at least they believe upcoming expansion in baseball over the next few years that they could, um, that they could realign everything within a league play now and just kind of go to more regional stuff. And, you know, the rules aren't different in the two leagues anymore. You have interleague play, just interesting things, you know, like, and I, I don't know, baseball, it, it's, it, change always feels different in baseball to me, you know, just because, because they don't want to do it. right, right. But also because like, it's it like feels, it feels like it's so long, you know, like it feels like a long time and there weren't major changes in baseball. You know what I mean? Like I remember when interleague play came around and like, that was crazy, you know? And now, now we sit here, we have, right. We have the DH in both leagues, which has incredibly helped our Phillies. Right. Right. Um, you know, like we've got the pitch clock stuff going on and will there be wrinkles with that? Absolutely. But guess what? Right. Guess what? The games are a lot faster. Um, and, and I, right. Yes. More steel attempts. Um, yeah. So I, I I think that's, that's good stuff. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, just like anything else, they're going to get guys who are trying to like manipulate it. You know, who are trying to play head games with guys and stuff. But well, hey, there there will be an adjustment to all of that too. Like there is every time. No one is ever like, oh, well, there's just woe woe is me. There's nothing we can do about it. Like you know, they're, they're going to try and come up with adaptations to try and change it. So well, I uh, think great. The biggest rule change that you're going to see people try to milk or take advantage of is no more infield shift. You're going to see yeah. outfield shift to combat that. So things are going to be a little different. You're going to basically see just two outfielders as they move in at one of the outfielders up to right. basically do the shift again. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out, you know, but before yeah. we dive too much into the Phillies and baseball, I mean, covering the rule changes is great because I know there's people wondering about it. My dad asked me about it today. He's like, so what are the rule changes? Like bigger bases, basically a pitcher and batter clock because they can both be, I was about to say fine, but that's not the right word. Uh, those can be penalized in a variety of ways. So, um, yes. Uh, just real quick, imagine if it was a fine and you ha- and you could have like re- like – the incredible pitchers who are making like crazy money every outing out there, just not caring and, and just yeah. doing their own because like they, they can, they can pay it. And then you got some like triple a guy who's like, can't afford to take like a, a thing. All right. So we do our mad shuffle here in the studio and Justin moves up now as I scored. So put uh, our FAU owls back on top uh, against Southern Miss here in our Conference USA game. I know, and I, I messaged Justin, was that yesterday? I said, as co-coaches of the FAU Owls, we did not have trust in our men's basketball team to make it to the Final Four. As I don't think either of us had them winning more than one game. 
Uh, and I'm glad we're taking this diversion into March Madness because, boy, I, I've been watching March Madness probably almost as long as I've been watching uh, f- football. Honestly, I can think back into the late 90s doing March Madness pools. Uh, so it's not that far behind watching the professional sports and college football and, and enjoying filling out a bracket. I cannot remember a time where the men's tournament was this insane. I, I it's it's bonkers to me. I, I I can't believe what's happening. What are we? Did did anyone below a four? No, their one, two, and threes are all gone, right? And, um, I, I believe so. Yes. And for the first time since 1961, no preseason top ten team made the made the final four. That is nuts. Now I know we are hearing a lot of people say that if there was a year for this to happen, this was the year. So. You know, it's a good thing that it's gone exactly how the uh, regular season went. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it has been absolutely crazy. I, you know, we, it, it's interesting. I saw one of the quotes and people make a big deal out of it, but like he was asked about it, but like De'Aaron Fox, um, who plays for the Kings now and, but, played at Kentucky, you know, they ask him if he like watches a lot of it. He's like, not, not really. He's like, he's like, it just, they don't make as many shots. He's like, I don't think the, the refs call as good of a game. And I don't think it's all coached as well. <laughs> like he's just like, but all that to be said, like there's a lot, I don't know. It, it is very different. College basketball has changed a lot over the last few years. I don't know that any sport has changed more over the last few years. Um, but like it, it's just uh, it, it is really interesting. You you got guys that can play everywhere, you know. Um, so we'll see we'll see how it goes. But it's certainly interesting and entertaining, you know. Um, so yeah. Well, and just to uh, wrap uh, wrap up March Madness, we ran a pool like we always do. We had sixty one brackets entered, and after today, none of us have a champion left. 61 brackets, no one has a champion remaining, which kind of makes sense. There's only four seeds and lower. What, four to nine, I think? We're like four, five, and nine. Right. Or or what remains. No one has a champion. However, there are at least two, maybe more, that have UConn making the championship. Um, One of them is my uncle, and I thought for a second that he had the – quite possibly could – that's bad, 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 bad. Uh, He could possibly win, but then I saw that – Someone who was listed as Mayor Q24 also had UConn making it, so he will also get the points if UConn wins. Mayor Q24 is also leading right now, so whether UConn makes it or not, he's going to win. And I posted, you know, just a little bit before the show, hey, I'm not sure who that username is. So if you, if this is you, please let me know. And I know there are some people that just found us on uh, Twitter or whatever joined like ran, random people that we don't know which is great that's why i put it out there i put up the password password out there on facebook twitter instagram like you wanted to play absolutely come and have fun with us and maybe you can join us on the show but i had a funny feeling that we knew who this was going to be justin I, I was just like i feel like this is someone we probably do know and it turns out it is it is actually a wilson basketball assistant coach kevin quimby uh so uh, we will be in touch. I've actually been texting him. 
Uh, we will be in touch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we'll be in touch with him to get him a show shirt and invite him on the show to talk uh, a sports topic. I mean, I guess I guess there's probably a little bias in this uh, in this sample like pool, but like two years in a row, someone with a Wilson connection uh, coming through and winning the pool. Right. But like I said, there's a little bit of selection bias on our part. <laughs> like, we know a lot of people with ties to Wilson. <laughs> we do, but it'll be interesting uh, to see what what Kevin chooses to talk about and when we can get him on the air here. Maybe when. He comes on to join us on the show if he chooses to do so. He doesn't have to. He doesn't want to. But I think he'd be a fun guy to talk sports about. Uh, he gets to choose the sports topic. Uh, but maybe uh, if he does come on the show and sometime soon, he can deliver my uh, a Wilson silent auction victory prize that I won, uh, which was the signed basketball from the <laughs> the high school boys team. Oh, nice. Uh, that was my uh, silent auction win. So uh, maybe we can get Kevin to bring that on. Uh, and presented to me here on the show of a little exchange. Congratulations on winning the bracket, and congratulations on buying this basketball. So, um, but yeah, so March Madness has been bonkers. Uh, it's tough for me to wrap my head around, and I'm not even a guy that follows it very closely. Um, I only am doing the punt return because I'm not sure. I didn't buy that they were actually punting. No, that's fine. But, so, uh, congratulations to Kevin. He is, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm at least I didn't. Time out to- okay, at least. Uh, I don't think I messed up looking at that. And if I did, I apologize. We'll figure it out, you know, a week from now when the when the games are all done or almost all done, we will uh we'll finalize the winner, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Kevin. So, back to baseball though. We talked about changes with uh yeah, so- pitch clock, batter's clock, bases going larger, shift being eliminated. Yeah, and I actually got a message from my parents um they they were uh, down at spring training, caught caught three games while they were down at spring training, and they said each of the three games. And in spring training, there are generally a lot of people, a lot of position changes, all of that stuff. Um, every game was between a, two and a half hours and two hours fifty minutes. Nice, yeah. Perfect. So give it to me. Now, yeah. I know that'll be different once right. we get to like broadcast, especially national broadcast games. It'll right, be a little, we'll operate a little bit differently, but. Hey, if you can make things faster, that's good. Like three hours max. That's well. And the thing is, and here's the thing: like I was, I want to say I was against it. I was just like I didn't fully buy in that it was needed, Be- and I still, to a degree, question how much it will help. Just because, to me, you know, like I don't, I don't know how many people are not watching baseball because it's 17 minutes longer than it is projected to be this year. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like, I I just don't know. And maybe there is. And like, they've got a lot of smart people working on things like that. So there's, there's obviously potential. there. They've got the top men working. But, but at the same time, like it, when I heard someone explain it as you're cutting out, if you're cutting out 10, 15 minutes, you're cutting out 10, 15 minutes of nothing. You know, like you're not cutting out 10 or 15 minutes of, of play. Right. You're cutting out 10 to 15 minutes where oh, nothing was happening. Looking at the catcher. Right. Or and throwing when, over to first And like base. when you think of it like that, I'm more open to it. And look, if it does, I think it, well, obviously it will help speed up the game. It may also help grow the game. You know, it's not, 
and I guess so kind of to flip that background on what I said at, at the start, I don't know how many people are going to watch because it's a little shorter at the same time. I don't think there are, it might even be a smaller group of people who won't watch because right. it's shorter, you know, like, so, you know, you, I guess you could flip that argument right back around at me and, and look at it that way. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I'm not only hopeful that things speed up the game, make it feel like there's more action, but I'm hopeful for the Philly season. Yes. Uh, you know, way more so than I was last year at this time. Like, I thought they could be good, but did I think what happened last year was going to happen? Absolutely not. I, I think you could tell me that at the end of September, and I never could have imagined that that's the way things were going to go. So now expectations are here. What are they going to do with it? They made uh, some nice moves in the offseason. They were able to maintain and keep pretty much everyone that, that they needed. And they added some key pieces. Nice. None bigger than Trey Turner. I right. Mean, you get the best shortstop in the game to go to a team that's already loaded offensively. Maybe a bit streaky, but still very powerful. And now you had a guy that can hit for average and contact and steal bases, and now you have a true blue blood leadoff guy. You know, right. as much as I love watching Schwarber lead off with home runs and things like that, he's not a leadoff guy. No. You know, by and large. He was leadoff by necessity last year because we didn't – oh, my gosh. That guy almost got blocked back almost, into He did almost get – So I, I'm, I'm optimistic for the Phillies, of course – the injury bug is definitely sh- struck. Uh, yes. We knew initially that Bryce Harbor was going to miss probably the first two months or so of the season, most likely out for April and May, possibly parts or all of June. You know, that's TBD. And that sucks, but he missed time last year, and the Phillies were able to tread water and actually kind of regroup and get better. I don't want to say because of the injury, but it didn't sink them. They kind of played better as a team. They They just came together and – it really, they really rallied, and Bright, when Bryce came back initially, he was not that great. But then once he got back in sync just in time for the playoff run, things looked really good. I mean, he was the best hitter in the playoffs last year. So not having him in the lineup sucks, but adding Trey Turner is great. I'm more concerned, and we'll get to Reese in a little bit, but I'm more concerned with the pitching staff Yes. in terms of injury. Do I think they're better? In the starting rotation and in the bullpen than they were at the start of last season? Yes, absolutely I do. But that's if everyone's 100% healthy, and I don't think they are. Uh, we saw both Nolan and Wheeler by the end of the World Series look gassed. Right. Now they are, you know, it's not short rest, but it's less rest than they have gotten in the past to bounce back. Nolan's been very dependable, but he looked a little down at the end of last season. Same thing with Wheeler. I mean, Ranger Suarez was our best pitcher towards the end of the playoffs. He's dealing with, what is it, forearm tenderness. He came home from the World Baseball Classic because of it. Yeah. So there's there's question marks about Nola and Wheeler. There's injuries issue with Ranger Suarez. Now they signed Taiwan Walker, and he's going to have to step up in a big way. 
Andrew Painter was supposed to be the yeah, guy, the young gun. Not throwing for a couple months. He, like I mean, there was talk about him being, you know, the first one was a teenager to pitch in the only like the third, fourth, fifth one in the, to pitch in the majors in like fifty years or something like that. Well, yeah. he will be twenty now by the time he gets to pitch because they don't expect that to happen until May, right? If at all, because they're going to take it, you know, slow and cautious. I know, unfortunately, I don't know if you follow Sports Injury Central and Dr. Chow on uh, Twitter, Justin, but he said yes. that he pretty much says it's inevitable that Painter's going to have Tommy John surgery in the next three years. Oh, so that was not what I wanted to see. Right. You don't want your pitcher undergoing that. If there's a silver lining there, and unfortunately it was with the, the team that just beat the Phillies in the World Series, but Justin Verlander did that and came back, and he's 40 and still one of the best pitchers in, in, in the league. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, Tommy John is not... Not what it was 30 years ago. So, you know, that's what worries me the most is is injuries. Yes. And unfortunately, it's hit the Phillies in the big way. Harper, we knew about. Pitchers came apart during the spring training here in the lead up. But the one that uh, unfortunately came up very recently was Reese Hoskins. Yeah, and uh, Reese Hoskins... It was unfortunate, uh, you know, non-contact. It was going back on a ball, and you kind of see his knee buckle right away. And just from their reaction, oh, man. Um, from their reaction and everything, you could tell it was leaning towards a serious injury, and they were able to confirm it that night, which tells you pretty much that it's an ACL because that's one of those that where the, all the setting, all the testing and everything is pretty set for that. Um, so, yeah, Reese is done for the season. Um, and that's Just tough. Awful. Lose awful. him a week before the season starts. You lose him for the entire season. Um, I mean, the Phillies are going to have one of the best infields in Major League Baseball right, this right. year, both, um, well, at least hitting-wise. I know right. people question the fielding. Right. I think Turner's very good. I think Stott has the capability to be there. Well, Bohm's gotten better. Hoskins has always and, been about average. Right. What, um, what they need is they need Derek Hall to step up. And yeah, in a big way. He did he did in short times last year. Um it when Harper got injured. Right, when Harper got injured, he came in, provided a little bit of a spark there. Um you know, hopefully he he's able to fill in there. He's he's not gonna I you know, I don't know that he's gonna be able to produce the numbers that Hoskins did over the course of the season, but you know, we should get a lot more production out of other guys in the infield, you know. So like if he can give us 70% of what we were going to get out of Hoskins. I think Hoskins batted like 260 something last year. Yeah, he's very streaky, and like, very inconsistent. Did he have 30 home runs maybe? He he had a decent year. I don't know if he got the 30. Right. I don't know if he was it's, he might have been between 25 and 30 home runs. You know, but if, if Hall can bat 240 to 250 with 20 plus home runs, I feel like Trey Turner is going to make up for a big chunk of the offensive performance. You know what I mean? So like there's other guys that need to pick it up. Um, it's not going to be easy, um, but Hall will also have like some protection there. Oh, and we're going to add Bryce Harper back to the lineup about halfway through the season, which is great. It's a huge addition. Yes, <laughs> one of the best players on the planet. So, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. The Hoskins things really stings just because he was also playing for his next contract and yes. to stay in Philly. Like yes, he, he needed to prove it that. The Phillies should resign him. I know. Right. I'm sure that there was going to be a possibility of it happening. And there still could be. Right. Honestly, this could be. You hate to say it, but almost like make it 
more possible for the Phillies to sign him because he may right. not have the market from right. other teams right. now that he's coming off of this injury. Right. And it's an awful way to look at it, but I mean, I don't think that's debatable. Right. And honestly, I think it, I do think it may increase the chances of him staying. I think, you know, if he had a great season in Philly, it would have increased the chances he's not staying. You yeah, know, like, right. yeah. Well, because, you know, the other thing staring at us is Aaron Nola. Now, Aaron Nola is a free agent after this year, yeah. along with Reese Hoskins. Who's starting his opening day game sixth for straight. sixth straight or something like that. Yep. Yeah, I think third most all-time in Philly's history. And if you recall, the Phillies have been around for a long time. And they've really? never had... Uh, they've only had two guys in history start more opening day games. I don't. Do you know who they are off the top of your head? It didn't no. say in the article. No. I, I guess I was thinking it could be Carlton. I guess. Except he jumped around. Like right. That. He moved back and forth. That was the only thing that was uh, confusing to me is why in the article that it mentioned that did you not list who the other two guys are? That was bonkers to me. Um, because I I don't feel like like Schilling or even like Kevin Millwood or. Like Roy Halladay, like I don't think they were around I long don't enough. Think they were all around long enough, right? Right, at least consistently. I mean, they, or they might have not been the number one or opening day guy right. all the time. So, if you know who the other two guys are, I feel like maybe your dad would possibly know that, Justin. He might. Um, they were also there. They saw the Reese injury live. Yes. Yeah, uh, they actually unfortunately, texted me before, like as it happened, sent a picture, and it was not good. So that that's uh that's where we're at with the Phillies, but I mean I guess Justin, we should go into our expectations for the team this year. It's always it's always rough doing this because it's such a long season, and yes. you, you can't look back on until November. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic, and we'll leave it at that until I get back up to the next mic. <laughs> Yeah, I think cautiously optimistic is a is a good way to put it. I, I'd probably count myself there too. Uh, I know a lot of times I get a you know, especially when it comes to the Phillies, like people will be like, "Oh, I'm," they they would say I'm blindly optimistic with the Phillies, and maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe I they may be the one that I tend to be uh, the highest on all the time. Um, but baseball is a funny game, and so I, I think it, you know it can come down to that. A lot of it's going to come down to pitching. Um, it was interesting because it started out the bullpen was not super strong early in the year last year. They came on and they got, 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 yeah, they were really strong down the stretch. And that the only reason, not the only, they were a big part of the reason why the Phillies had so much success last year. But yeah, I, um, you know, as we go and look at it, I I just feel like a lot of it's going to rely on that pitching health, especially that starting pitching health. Um, if Painter can come back and contribute, if some of the other guys that they have there can contribute at, at the levels that you would expect. And I'm not saying like necessarily Cy Young levels, like Wheeler. I mean, I take that. Yes. Like, you know, I don't know that Wheeler can replicate what he did last year. That was just amazing. But like, it would be awesome if he did. Um, right. You know, if, if Nola can can contribute at a high level, um, maybe they're onto something. You know, at the, at the high end, they may have two number one starters. You know what I right, mean? That would be amazing. Um, so, the Phillies in the regular season last year were eighty seven and seventy five. 
they made it as they were the last wild card, right? Yeah. Last yeah. wild card, beat the Cardinals, beat the Braves, beat the Padres, came up a little short to the Astros in the World Series. So NL champs. On paper, they're better. Yes. E- even honestly, even with the Harper and Hoskins injuries, yes. I feel like they're still better. No, I agree. Because at this point last year, you didn't like. I don't think anyone thought Ranger Suarez was going to develop in what he did. No, they didn't think that the bull, no one thought the bullpen would become what they did in September no. and October. So I feel like going and really they've year, added they've added pieces there. Right, and but. you added Trey Turner. Like that's huge, absolutely huge. And if big ifs, everyone else stays healthy, right? And you but, only have to use. But a lot of people think year. a lot of people think Bohm might be better this right. year, like yeah. offensively and defensively, and Stott. Right, like yeah. You had two yeah. young guys playing every day, oh, and, meaningful contributors. And Brandon Marsh in center field. Right. Like, started, well, he, like, he didn't start the season uh, right. in Philly, but was a huge addition. Him and Edmundo Sosa. Yep. Like, their bench is better. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks that Harper's going to miss, like, the first, what, like, 50, right. 60 games. The key or is to hang in there. Don't get right. buried in the first half of the season. Nice. Whew. So, they were 87 and 75 last year. Honestly, I feel like they're going to go like 92 and 70. I think that's where I'm going to put them. I don't know if I'm ready to declare them division champs or anything like that. Uh, last year, the, both the Braves and Mets won, what, 100 games? Over 100 games? Yeah. Each. And both those teams are very good. Yep. Um, I, at a minimum, probably a push. I know they each lost people, but they both also added people. Yeah. Uh, including Justin Verlander is now in New York. I know DeGrom's not there. He's in Texas. I guess the Phillies will see him to start the season. Right, right. Uh, if he's not injured, you know, in something, because he's the one that can't hasn't been able to stay healthy. But I think the Phillies are better than they were last year. I think the Mets and Braves are about as good as they were last year. I don't think the Marlins and Nationals are that good. Now, you're playing less games against those teams this season. But I think the Phillies are going to pick up some wins against other NL opponents that maybe they didn't get at the beginning and middle of last year. Yes. So I think the Phillies, I think they can go 92 and 70. Awesome. I I, I don't disagree. I'm going to peg them at 90 and 72. Okay. I think. This is maybe the first time in the history of yes. the show's preview that yes. I have the Phillies doing yes. better than you. Yes. I am putting them there because while I think they will win some of those games, I think there I think there is some maybe some growing pains in the first half of the year as they're trying to manage some of these injuries and things like that. Um, and like you said, I still I think the Braves are still really good. I think the Mets are all in and are I when I say a wild card, I don't necessarily mean like a, a wild card in terms of playoffs, but like you just don't know what you're gonna get. Like they could be really good and they could you know even be buyers at the trade deadline and all of that stuff um because their owner is helping on winning you know oh, yeah, and Steve Cohen. and and i and i hate that as as a fan of a rival team right. i i wish he was more focused on making money um like you know or even you know, in, not spending in, as many in as the Met, in, in in true Mets uh, history, you know, wrapped up in Ponzi schemes and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know that I like those Mets better. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see see how it goes. Like I think the NL East is a really strong division, so I don't think it's a knock to say that we could be 
Oh, I thought they took time out. I was like, are you serious? No, um, me because I want to score again. No, that's fine. You I'll know, just finish it out then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if I get in here. Just looking at it, you know, it, it it is crazy. But I think the Phillies could still finish in third in the division. I know. I think they could but, And be better than they were last year, you know. Right. No, I don't disagree. But again, again, look at it. If they were to make the playoffs, you know, I feel like that would be a good sign for where the pitching stands and where the offense stands. Yep. I again, I I wouldn't want to face this Phillies lineup in the playoffs. You know, right. like no, I think I, they I match agree. up. I think they match up well against a lot of different teams. So, um, <laughs> oh my nice. god, I'll take that. So yeah, no, I don't disagree. So I don't know if I want to go in. I don't know if I want to go on record because I don't. No, that's fine. I, I agree with you. I don't think – I think at 90 – what did I say, 92 and 70, yes. I do not believe the Phillies are going to win the division as much as I hope that they do. And oh, that would be incredible. I think they can. Hope hope they will, but probably won't just because I think the Braves and Mets are too good. Uh, but I, it doesn't mean I don't think the Phillies have a shot at winning the World Series. I mean, look at what happened last year. So, right. Uh, I think I'm going to say Braves win the East – uh, beat out the Mets again, just because I can't pick. I feel like I just I can't pick the Mets. I completely I mean, agree. So much so, um, although the, losing Diaz for the year, man, what a blow that that is for them. Yes, that's yes. losing one of the best relievers and especially a closer. Right, uh, and he was a thorn in the Philly side. I was just thrown in everyone's side because he was, he was so right. dominant. But yeah, that's a that's a tough tough. Rutgers beat Michigan, by the way. I don't know if you caught that on there. Was that? Rutgers beat Michigan on there. Ooh, I would love to see that happen. Hey, Chad's not on with us this week, so we can talk about that. <laughs> yes. Talk about Michigan like that. So, um, so how about NL Central? You think the Cardinals are the team to beat, or is someone else going to sneak up on them? No, Cardinals are a team to beat. All right. yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm still a fan of the Brewers. I don't think. I mean, I know the Cubs spent a lot of money, but I don't know that they're good enough. No, to catch, they won't uh, be good St. Enough. Louis. So I go Cardinals. How about the West? I mean, the Dodgers won 111 games last year. Yeah. Well, the Padres are sneaking around back there, beat them last year in the playoffs. Right. And uh, have just added more to their lineup. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Padres as the favorites out there. I, I really think – I don't get me wrong. I want the Dodgers over the Padres. I, I really don't like the Padres. The Dodgers, I don't know what it is. I just kind of – eh. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Phillies beat the Dodgers in the playoffs say, in 2008, 2009. But even that, I think some of it was I went to a Dodgers game back in like 2003, maybe. Um, and it wasn't against the Phillies. I was just out there. Uh, they were playing the Braves, actually. But it, it was just a lot of fun. It, it was cool. I really liked going to Dodger Stadium. Um, yeah. So. I, I would, you know, back then the Phillies were still terrible. So, <laughs> right, right. Well, so actually, I was going to use that as one of my uh, maybe surprises. I was going to go Padres too. I think both the teams make the playoffs. I think you see Padres. Yeah, Dodgers yeah. I don't think the Dodgers would be bad. I just, the, the, man, the Padres just their, their lineup is going to be stacked top to bottom. They can stay off the motorcycles, they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> How about actually? They uh, were better without him last year. Yeah, by the way, they're right. better they without were. him. When is he back? How how much more of a suspension does he? Have? I don't think it's much. I don't he think it's much, much at all. All right. Well, let's look at the American League. So we're up to number four now, Justin. By the way, we're playing another road game, Middle Tennessee State. Here we go. Um, so here we go. Second game. So AL East is this the division 
the Yankees to lose? Oh my gosh! Someone like the Blue Jays. So, to sneak so up here on? you go. Um, I think it's the Yankees to lose. However, I think the Rays are going to be the next best. Some people say the Rays have maybe the best rot- starting rotation or best like pitching staff in all of baseball. Um, well, Blue Jays and Rays both made the playoffs last right. year with the Yankees. So I think it's the Yankees to lose, though. Like they've got um, Aaron Judge. Quick side note: I don't know if you saw this on social media. How they're going to be selling like ninety nine of the like nineteen ninety nine dollar like Aaron Judge special edition burgers at every Yankees home game, but they're only selling like ninety nine of them. And I'm Is like, it a food item. So it's like a short yes. packed food item. Yeah. Well, it's like a it's a it's a burger. And like, it's like, they're just selling 99 of them, like every, every time. And I'm like, look, I know, I know like a $20 burger, it just sounds ridiculous. But when you factor in, it's a stadium and it's New York city, like a $20 burger is not out of the question in New York city at all. And which is a different discussion, but like, (laughs) but like, to me, like I get the like novelty of it, but I'm like they could probably sell a thousand of those. Like, I'm just shocked that they aren't. That you know, like that they would like limit them. I guess that's part of what makes the mystique behind it. But like, I feel like they could charge twenty nine ninety nine and still sell ninety nine of, of them. You know what I mean? They like, could probably tra- charge forty nine. I I thought that I just didn't have the guts to say it. <laughs> like, but think about it. Like, you have how many tens of thousands of people there? All right, you need is Yankee Stadium. You're gonna have probably at least forty thousand people there essentially every night more than that most nights and yeah right a lot of people going to yankees games are able to drop that kind of money right so i don't know and i saw this today or yesterday for the first time and i was bummed that we didn't have our show yet because i wanted to plop this on you oh gosh before i saw it anywhere else but i saw it somewhere else so I agree. I think it'll be the Yankees in the in the East, and they make the playoffs no matter what. I don't think they're going to fall off, right? You know, so I think they're making it. Um, but I actually, um, I have the Orioles making it as a wild. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Uh, which means I have to drop the the Blue Jays or the Rays because I can't see. Well, no, I guess yeah, you can't have that many teams make the playoffs in one division. So I just have been debating on which team I think that's going to be. I mean, you could. Aren't there three wild cards? Is it three wild cards? Oh, okay. I guess yeah, yeah. you could then. I was thinking there's still two, but yeah, you're right. There are three. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Right. You're, uh, what you're saying is you don't think four out of five ALEs teams no, are going to make. I don't. However, however, just for a split second, can you imagine if every team in the AL East except Boston except made Boston? made the oh home? Gosh, you imagine. Um, so the guess, only, yeah, that would be an insane just to watch as an outsider. Right. Despite what you just said about the Rays, I actually think I'm going to drop them down. Okay, um, that, that, no, that's fair. About the rotation and that can win you so many games and steal you so many games. I just think for some reason it, it, the Rays. I don't know. I feel like they go in cycles. No, they absolutely and, do. And I, I'm just going to have drop them out. So I'm going to go uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles. Um, top three with the Orioles getting that the last wild card. I like their young guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, they just drafted Jackson Holiday, who I don't think will have an impact this year, but he's another young guy. But with the Orioles, it might only be a year or two, do right. he does. Yeah, but Adley Rutschman. Yes. Like, and I, you know how much I love catchers. Yep. So, uh, and I just liked him last year, his debut, just how he took it all in. Like, yes. He was just so thankful to be there. Um, and Orioles, um, in something that means absolutely nothing to play on the field, Orioles have one of my favorite uniforms. I just I love the Orioles uniforms. Like they're like 
um, they're they're like they're my AL team. They're yeah. the team that I like. Um, they, growing up, yep. you know what it is. The church softball team used to wear yes. Orioles themed jerseys. They yes. had the Orioles hats. So like growing up, I was already rooting for that symbol. It just made sense that outside of the Phillies, I was going to cheer for the Orioles. And That's I know awesome. History there, but I was too young or not around right. when the Orioles were really good or you know had issues with the Phillies or beat the Phillies or whatever. So I, I'm hopeful for the Orioles. I know that probably makes your mom happy. Yeah. Phillies, Orioles both being good, that would be awesome. Orioles beat the Phillies in uh, exhibition game today too, so that my parents were, were at. I was going to yeah. say where your parents yeah. at. Yep. Yep. There you go. So, uh, so that's what I think about the AL East. Um, the Central, I feel like that one every year – gets me because I feel like I, there's it's almost like the NFC South used to be. I feel like there's always a team yes. that surprises in the in the AL uh, Central. Yeah. I, what do you think about like, the AL I feel like I feel like there's been a number of years where it felt like it should be the Twins and then it's just not. Right. Um, oh, no. I think the White Sox are going to get it done. <laughs> so they were 81 and 81. So they were 500 last year. Yeah. Uh, the Guardians won that division in 92 and 70. What do you think about Cleveland? I, I'm just I'm I'm not buying it. Like I I don't know. I know we've uh, got some friends in Cleveland, and honestly, the Guardians. What kind of throw was that? The Guardians have been like I I kind of liked them. Like I was rooting for them in the '90s when uh, Jose Mesa blew when, it to uh, the Braves. But, when uh, Charlie Sheen was pitching for him. Yeah, actually. I know you'll be shocked by this. I've never seen You've Major never League. seen Major League? I've seen parts of it, but I've never actually seen the whole thing. Oh, no. my gosh. Major League is hilarious. <laughs> never saw it. And to compound that with, like, I lived for four years with go big or go home. With, an, with a Cleveland Indians fan. like Right, yeah. <laughs> who is also a movie buff. Like, yeah, so. Oh, come on. All right, you're up. Yeah, you hear Kirk? You hear Kirk? It's not too early. Come on, Kirk. So I, I, yeah. Oh man, I I don't know what to say. Uh, I I was gonna I I was thinking about the White Sox. Um. I feel like Guardians have the star power. Was it Jose Ramirez? Yeah, is the guy. Um, well, I don't think the Guardians will be bad. I just think I think the White Sox are going to get them this year. I, of, of those teams, I probably would want. It, I'd like to see the Twins. Yeah, I would like to see the Twins. I'd like How to see it be the Twins. Uh, I don't know enough about baseball in terms of history of how things go year to year like you know the nfl playoffs it's a basically a 50 50 proposition right, right. which we talk about all the time so i you know what it doesn't matter i'm i'm gonna say twins win the al central you say white Sox, i'll say twins okay only, they only get one team though so sorry guardians i don't have you making it al west i know we don't want to talk about it but I feel like it would be silly to not think the Astros are going to win yeah, almost a hundred yeah. games again. No, absolutely, they're they're going to be like I know they lost Verlander, yeah, uh, but... they let Gurriel go, but they still have a lot of guys that I hate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they until someone beats them, yep, they have to be the favorite to win that division. Uh, and I w- I would love to keep the Mariners there as the, as the other the last wild card in the AL, but I'm gonna. I'm going to think, and maybe this is me hoping, 
that Otani and Trout can get to the to the playoffs this year, and the Angels can um, maybe flip their uh, flip their record of seventy three and eighty nine oh, and go eighty nine and seventy three this year. That would be awesome. I want them to do so well. They're just not that good. You know, like it's crazy because they've got the two of the best players in all of baseball, and then Rendon should be back this year. So, but they overpaid for Rendon, but. Um. Yeah. Well, that this game's not going as we wish. All right. Well, we'll keep it going. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyways. Angels are the the not the last wild cards. The Orioles are the last wild card. So I have the Angels as the second wild card, the middle wild card. I can't tell you how how right or how much I hope you are right with that. Like I, so Baltimore has always been. Well, this is a weird thing. Because, like, now, again, it would be hard to kind of grasp this. Because, like you you mentioned earlier, in baseball, more than any other sport, you had it – w- it was very common, I feel like. You had, like, an AL or an NL team that you rooted for. They were your team. But you also had a team in the other division – or in the other conference because they never played each other. They never other. played until the World Series. Right. Like, they never played. Like, think about that. Never played. Used to play 162 games against just against the NL teams. all the NL teams or all the AL teams until what was it 96? Yeah, some, yeah, like some mid mid to late 90s. So, like, I know that that's just crazy. So, like, that has kind of gone away a little bit. But I also oh really like I also really like the Angels, and mostly because I played for the Angels, like in Little League. Um, right, so. I played for the A's in, in Little League, and then the Phillies. I was so happy when I got picked to play on the Phillies. That's awesome. Yeah, I played for the Angels and then the Tigers. Angels and Tigers. Huh? That's interesting. Oh my god. Well, this is not going well. <laughs> yes. This is not going well. Uh, man, that, that second down play, I had no time whatsoever. I don't know what's going on. And what's crazy is they're like in the 80s. They're one of the poorer teams that yeah, we played. Yeah, we played you teams know? in the 90s already. Right. And, oh, boy. Well, there won't be a return. That was a, oh, that wasn't a bad punt. We need to stop. Middle Tennessee State giving this an issue. We usually have issues at home though, so this is a little surprising. Right. We're usually better on the uh, on tough the trip, road. Tough so trip to, is it Murfreesboro? Maybe I don't. I have no idea. You're asking the wrong person <laughs> for sure. Oh my Thank god! God, stepped out of bounds. That twice they've thrown over the top. And we I'm, are, and I mean like deep zone stuff already. Uh, we are in trouble. Yes. In trouble. So, I mean, I guess we didn't. Did we spell it out in the National League who we who we had all the way down? Did we do all those? I don't think we did. Well, I guess we kind of did. I guess we didn't well, say I, maybe yes, wild yeah, cards. Yeah, I, we did not, like. When do you think Bryce comes back? You think it's. Father's Day. All right, so you think it's definitely before. 
All-Star game, All-Star break, which was the initial thought was that it wouldn't yeah. be till after the All-Star break. Now, the Phillies are not putting him on the 60-day IL, so he's free to come back to the team whenever. Right. Uh, well, I shouldn't say. They'll put him on the 15-day, and he'll just stay there. Right. But he can then be activated at any time after 15 days, which I'm sure will be retroactive or whatever to the first day of the season or whatever day is first day of the new league year or new season. So, boy, man, I, I got a score. Yeah, score, a score would be good here. A score would be good here. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what to think about Bryson when he's coming back. I don't want him to rush, but it right. would be nice for him to get some kind of rhythm. It'll be interesting to see, especially because of the DH factor. He may be back in the DH before, you know, so like I think that's actually what's going to happen. I think he'll be back as a DH maybe a few weeks before he is actually back playing right field. And, and I mean, it worked so well last year. Do we need him to play the, f- play the field? Right, like, right. I just let him be the DH more often than not. Right. I know they want to give Schwarber and Castellanos right. opportunities there and eventually Derek Hall, you know, whoever is uh, to give one of those guys even a day off. Like, I'm sure they're going to do that for Bryce, too, uh, just to not give him too much too soon. But do you think they add anyone at first base? Now, I don't mean like someone that's going to start in AAA. I mean anyone in the next few days as – you know, rosters are, are changed and people opt out and things like that from their minors or on their, their camp deals and whatnot. I think, Do you think it, they add someone like Luke Voigt? If, if they can make it work, I think they may. Um, I think, I honestly, I think they'll kind of stay, stay put, though. I, I think they'll kind of sit and kind of see what Hall can offer um, and then maybe try and address it later if they would need to. So do you think they're going to use Hall versus um, righties and then shift Boom to first for lefties? I, Is that his split? I, th- that- I think that's what they're going to do to start, yes. See, I just I, – I know people think – Boehm will eventually end up at first. Right. I just – he's got the arm. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? First. It'll I, be interesting to see – can Sosa play there? Sosa can play third. Okay. I don't right. know if they'll try him at first. I, he I can think, play second, right. short, and third. I'm sure he could. In my opinion, and again, this is a utility guy. Not, not a major league baseball player, but I feel like if you can play third base, I honestly feel like you can play literally anywhere. Like well, so, yeah, it is I, so I hard to play too, third base. Third, you know, it's the hot corner. It's right. called that for a reason. Now, but the thing is, you need quick reaction times, but you don't actually have to be fast to play third base. Um, they were saying that you need better footwork at first, and that's Bone's problem, not yes, his arm. It's his yes. footwork, and you need to be better at just that. Just watch your time. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, noticed yeah. that. You need to be better at that at first, and if his footwork is the issue, can he do that? So I, I kind of hope they keep him at right. third. And well, and he's out. come so far with his defense. Like, I'd hate to screw it up and basically right. reset that clock. Mess, mess with it. Yeah, mess with it. I'd rather them fit in Sosa there and this is not a knock like Reese wasn't as terrible at first base as a lot of people make him out to be but we can probably put basically anybody there and it's not going to hurt us are you kidding it's not going to hurt us defensively you know what I mean yeah Uh, I guess am I up again no I started I think you started it yeah we're in trouble 
we could we could use a turnover. Would be huge. Well, I, I know just, we're not I, getting I just, one here. I just had a turnover, so well, yeah. <laughs> we're all good. Not what I meant. Oh, frustrating! Frustrating. Uh, it's been a while since we've had one of these. We need to regroup at halftime. Regroup yes. big time. Score some points. Did you watch any of the World Baseball Classic? So I saw a little bit of like the stuff after uh, halftime. Um, saw a little bit of like uh, the elimination rounds. Um, I was seeing mostly highlights. I don't think I watched any of it live. I wanted to, just too busy doing other yeah. things. So I was always catching, you know, the Twitter. Well, and honestly, Twitter replays like, and things like that. Was, and not all of it was, but like, well, the championship game was on like a Tuesday night. So like, right. You know. All right, we need to uh, get the ball back here. Yeah, we need we need some mojo here. So I'm trying to see if uh, there are any questions about. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool how the World Baseball Classic was kind of such a big deal and everything. I just. Um, well, I like how important it was to the players. Yes, like, you know, the, yes. everyone, all the armchair GMs, armchair quarterbacks talking about how the, the people don't like it because of the injuries. You know, Diaz is the biggest one that people talk about, but there are a lot of other people. Reese Hoskins just got hurt in a regular season. Well, right, that's what, like, you know, the detractors oh, and, to those people and are to saying. Clear, Diaz didn't get hurt playing. He got hurt celebrating. Right. You know, like. That's not a World Baseball Classic issue. Sure, it happened there, but that could happen any time. And I said, as soon as we saw it happen to Diaz, I said, that's what happened to David Robertson, to the yeah, Phillies. Yeah. He missed a round of the playoffs because he was celebrating a home run. Like It happens. Unfortunately, that's on the players, not on the event. I love the World Baseball Classic. I love, uh, I love the Olympics. Like These right. events that come around every two, three, four years, I want to see yes. my best players playing. Hey. I was disappointed. Go! I was disappointed that the uh, Americans, the Team USA, didn't have more of the big pitchers. Right. We had a lot of the positional guys. Right. Yeah, but it, it was cool. Um, it, I think anytime you can you can put it on the the international level and like we talk about all the time, like even sports that I don't really follow all that closely, when it comes time to like at the highest level, you know, it's just, I get wrapped up in that level of competition. You know, it's like, it's just so meaningful to everyone. It's incredible to see. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, three years from now, you know, the Americans are another one of the favorites, but the, the way the Japanese are playing right now, when you have Shohei Otani makes things kind of easy, but they did, have so many under, did, other players that not a lot of people know uh, outside right. of diehard baseball fans and, and the Japanese. Did you see the, the, the thing, the graphic that showed like as a hitter, like comparable numbers, like for him as a hitter would get you like a, um, and I might have these flip, but it would be like a contract somewhere in like the, like 220 some million dollars. Right. Yeah. But his contract as a pitcher would get him roughly like 330 something. Like 
you know, like, and, and he's both of those. Like, Bonkers. he's going to sign a five hundred million dollar deal. I think this off season. Do you like, this think they trade season. him, or do you think they let it ride? Let, let it ride. So I think a lot of that may depend on how they do as a team this year. But it was also weird because Artie Moreno floated selling the team. You know, yeah. Well, so. he's retracted that now, yes. hasn't he? Yeah. I think he's been, you know, quoted saying that's not happening, or they he went back on that. So I don't I don't know what to think about that because it's tough to not trade someone, right? If you're not right. able to sign them to a four to five hundred million, you know, eight, ten, twelve year deal, whatever it ends up being, to literally one of the best baseball players ever, you know, after these last two years, he's on that trajectory just because of what he's able to do. Right. Something that hasn't been done or done very rarely over the last 70, 80 years. I mean, this is like turn of the century. The previous one type stuff when when baseball was, you know, only at the time 30, 40 years old when you had these guys that would pitch and hit like this. So Otani is just something to behold and everyone should definitely take advantage of, uh, you know, soaking it up while while it's happening. I know didn't uh, Austin got to go and watch the Phillies Angels last year yes, in, in yes. Philly. And he's a big Shohei fan, which is awesome. Like, that's what that's what baseball needs is they need young kids like my son, being excited about Shohei Otani, you know, like, because he's one of the biggest stars in the league, in in the world, you know, like. So it's just tough to me. If you know right, you're not, out, baby. if you know you're not going to be able to sign him, how do you not trade him? I mean, like, I know they're saying. No, you, you were, you're 100% right there. If, if they know they cannot sign him, then you have to trade him. Unless you're in a title hunt and then you try and make it work. You know what I mean? Because you just see how that would see how that would play out. I, I guess the unfortunate aspect of that is, is he going to go anywhere other than the Dodgers, Yankees or Red Sox? Like that's, that's, I, I think like, I feel like that's baseball fans worry. Like no yeah. one really cares that he's on the angels. Right. But if you would go to the Dodgers, Yankees or Red Sox, I feel like more people wouldn't like, I feel people would just kind of throw their hands up and, throw their arms up and roll their eyes right right well but and that's part of it though like i'm like you yeah i i feel like if the angels want him he's there like i feel like he'll stay if they want him you know what i mean and or maybe they have to produce because maybe he wants to you know win a world series and stuff like that you know i don't yeah, I don't know what to think. But. And it's not like other sports where you're getting paid at the expense of other guys. I mean, obviously, there's only so much that a team is willing to spend, but they can they can spend whatever they want. You know, whatever they want, they can spend it. Right. Um, and teams like the Padres, the Dodgers, the Phillies last year, like I'm telling you, the Phillies making the playoffs last year, in my opinion, completely re- wrote the trajectory of the, that team because Dombrowski talked um, the ownership group into Signing breaking and, and, and breaking the, and going over the luxury tax threshold which worked wonderful. and it paid off. And so like, if you don't make the playoffs last year, I think there's not a chance that that happens again for a little while. Well, you're not signing Trey Turner. No, you know, like, so, but you did, and you're like, look, you, you get these guys, you got to do it. I mean, this takes, you know, 
I don't know. There's a lot of discussions there with that stuff, you know. Yeah. It, at all levels of sports now, but like you, you got to make it happen. So, um, I just feel like if Artie Moreno wants Shohei to be there, I think he'll be there. Right. If he and you'll hear all kinds of stuff. Well, we can't afford it and all this stuff. Well then maybe you shouldn't have signed so many terrible contracts because right. the Angels signed a lot bad of terrible decision. contracts. Bad, bad decisions. Right. All right, Justin, you hold them for 25 seconds. Can Well, it's only the third quarter. Oh, is, I was yeah. thinking it was the fourth yeah. quarter. <laughs> well, then I definitely think you're okay. Although I wish I My game hold. awareness, not a... I wish I only had to hold them for 20, 28 seconds. And not four minutes and 28 seconds. So you're saying I shouldn't onside kick this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with no. Oh, okay. Uh, are you going to any Phillies games this year? Yes, I don't necessarily know when and which ones yet, but I, I'm sure I will be down. Yeah. I was I was bummed that the church bus trip is while at least I'll be out in Canton. Yes, yes. it's during the Hall of Fame induction that weekend. I Brian wanted me to go he was like hey we're gonna go to the phillies and brent was like i can't i'm away and i was like i can't i'm away uh so he's gonna sit with uh with jason though on the nice. bus and they're gonna go down together so i would have definitely gone at least me and natalie and kelly kelly likes baseball and going down there so she we might have made it a whole family thing I was gonna but say, bus trip man that's right up your alley you oh yeah not having the drive yeah absolutely 100 percent. so we'll see i would love to get back down to the phillies would love to get back to penn state oh yeah haven't been to a Penn State game since 2014. Uh, haven't really missed any on television since then, but uh, have not been to Beaver Stadium. The girls have never been to a game at Beaver Stadium. Natalie's been up there. Uh, Kelly and I took Natalie up there in the beginning of 2014. Um, I saw two games that year. You and I went to the Ohio State game. Yes. And... Uh, Earlier that year, Kelly and I took Natalie, little Natalie. She was only about 18 months, I guess a little older than that. But that was the last time the girls were there. And so never saw a game. I think Natalie would enjoy it, have a great time. I don't know what Haley would think of it. I think she might get bored after a little bit. It's also a long day. It's a long day, and you know for sure taking Austin and Colton and going up there. But like, and, and Austin has reached a point where he's he's good for it. Like, he... You know, we're, we're he's good into with that. it. Yeah, he's into the game. Like, he doesn't ask to like go walk around really during the game anymore. You know, like none of that stuff, which is cool. But uh, yeah, it is. It is a long day. It's a long day for me. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Well, that honestly, that's the thing that's holding me back because there's been plenty of opportunities for to buy tickets. You, Adam, my aunt and uncle, like all of you, have sold tickets and I could easily buy from you guys. But I'm just, do I want to commit that? During football season, just because we have a lot going on, right? Uh, just so there's so just the the weeks are just so long during football season. Yeah. Do I want to spend the entire day then driving up to State College, watching the game, hanging out in the parking lot, getting home super early, probably on Sunday at that point, uh, depending on the time of the game and the, how bad traffic is. So it's just a huge commitment, not not one I've been jumping to make again, but, right? I do love it up there. I love Penn State so much. And we're going to talk a lot more about Penn State football next week on the show. Uh, Palm Sunday, April 2nd. We are having a guest here. It is last year's March Madness winner, the ESPN Tournament Challenge champion, 
Andy Hoffert, who from time to time over the last few weeks, Justin, I thought he was going to go back to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there were was, a couple times where I thought that might happen. There was a chance because he has had Gonzaga. Uh, my dad did as well, and uh, at least I think six or seven people had Gonzaga. So I don't know if Andy ended, would have ended up winning if Gonzaga took the championship. But with them losing, was that yesterday? Um, yes. With that, them losing that yesterday, was blown off them by UConn. Yeah, of course, a team that I hate. <laughs> uh, so with them losing, Andy won't win again. But Andy will be on the show next week, and we're going to talk Penn State football. So very much looking forward to talking about that. Penn State football at that time will be not quite two weeks removed or two weeks away from their spring game. That is Saturday, April 15th, the Saturday after Easter. Three weeks from yesterday is the blue and white game, which I also have not been to in a long time. But I'm very excited for Penn State football. I don't want to burn that topic out now, Justin, because we're going to talk about it for an hour next week with Andy. But... I, I know it, it's great. You know, Justin and I talk about all the time how much we love the athletic. Mostly because we're Penn State fans because Audrey Schneider is the best. She absolutely is the best. Her content is top notch. I know there's some people angry at the athletic all the time. I see it on comments all the time about how their stuff's not worth the subscription. And I'm like, you must not be Penn State fans because Audrey Schneider. Right. And I, right. I can't speak to that depending on for every market, but for our market, like Philadelphia and and Audrey really is the one for me mostly. Yes, there we go. Turnover on down. So the athletic is great for my interest for sure. Absolutely, um, because Audrey is incredible. Yeah, honestly, and I know this. There's different tiers to it. You you've got some of the like the I say historical, but the guys I've been reading for. 20 years on college football on there, you know, right. Which is, which is awesome. But Mandel and right. Um, Feldman. Yes. Right. But then you, like when you get specifics, like onto like the specific teams, like first of all, I've been reading Audrey stuff since before she was with the athletic. Right. Yes. Absolutely. But like, my gosh, she's so good. Like, and, and the stuff she writes about and, and don't get me wrong. She, the football stuff is amazing, but like, that, she just wrote the wrestling the, article. The Kale Sanderson article was just Fantastic. knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it was really good. Um, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I, uh, a huge fan, huge fan. And well, I'm the, telling you, I'm telling you, man, show 409. We, we need to, we need to make <laughs> that reach happen. out to Audrey, get yeah. her on the show. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the Phillies contact, I know Matt Gale's been around the block. Yes. He's been a yes. Phillies writer for a long time. Uh, his stuff has been great right. the last few years. I, I like the Eagles content. So I like the NFL content in general. Like yes. So yeah. I read I read the Penn State stuff and a lot of college football stuff. I read the Philly stuff, not a ton of general Major League Baseball stuff. I read a ton of NFL content, but not every Dolphins article. Right, right. Uh, no, I get it. it That's it's how weird I am. How I get about like some of these teams and leagues. Like I'm more a general NFL fan, at least in terms of reading on the Athletic. Because obviously I'm a Dolphins fan, a huge Dolphins fan. You're not, you're not the I Rob Lowe, just NFL. There was a kid, there was a the kid NFL. with uh, that that sweatshirt, that lo- just a black sweatshirt with an NFL logo on it the other day at school. Like it reminded <laughs> me of Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, yeah. But yeah, and I like I don't read a lot of general MLB, but I'll read all the Philly stuff. 
I read all the Penn State stuff and a lot of the general college football stuff, all of the Big Ten stuff, yeah, all of the media rights things and realignment things. I don't read like the just the SEC or the Pac-12 or the Big 12 things, um, but there's just so much content on there. It's tough for me to get mad at them. I know they were bought. Were they bought by the New York Times or whatever? They were. They were. I feel like the New York Times has been fairly hands off so far. That's what I always feel. What? But the people that complain are always whining about that. Um, I don't know. I, I still enjoy. It. I still think it's worth a subscription. Um, Audrey's stuff alone is great, but uh, I don't remember what point I was trying to make uh, by bringing this up. So it's, it's gone. That's all right. Um, eventually, though, we will be getting, and I don't know if we'll have this when um, by the time <clears throat> Andy's on next week. But I was hoping we'd have the Big Ten realignment scale. Or not re- well. I mean, sort of realignment, I guess. Um, I was hoping we would have the new schedule for 2024 with the addition of USC right, and UCLA. Right. Yeah, I think what they say this summer, we'll have it before summer, I think they said, though. Yeah, but I don't... I know. And and I said it, they had, quote-unquote, narrowed it down to three, but, like, they seemingly had already narrowed it down to three. Like, yeah, I know. It's, that's what I said to you. I, was like, I, right, thought, right. I thought we were already there. I thought this was already a thing. Oh, you didn't have the guts to to fake it. Oh my! I missed it. I missed it. That's all right. It took an extra second by missing. There we go. And then I came off the board. All right, Justin. No pressure. It was, I mentioned twenty eight seconds before. It's not twenty eight seconds. It's thirteen seconds. Can you hold them for thirteen seconds? That is the question. No get, pressure. Get the field goal range. That's fine. Yeah, field goal range. Way to string that out. That looked good. Kept him short of the first down. <laughs> and that'll end the game. Wow. Because they hey. used their timeouts. Winner, winner. Hey, run your feet. That's right. Run That's your right. feet. I'll take it. All right. Well, if you want to come back here to finish the show. Yeah, I'll be right. Um, then we will, uh, we will wrap things up. And uh, call it call it a day. So it was good. It was fun. Enjoyed it. So yeah, that's our MLB preview. Yeah, that is us winning two go, more games. Go Phils, baby! Yeah, two more games in our NCAA fourteen football dynasty. Go Phillies! We think they're gonna have a good year. Don't know that we're gonna get to fly a red flag. Wait. Correct. Red flag. I'm yeah. get, I was like, wait, what color is it? Um, that's division champ, right? Red flags or red flags world series? No, red flags world series. I don't remember. <laughs> now I'm I confused. I have to go look at my garage where they're all hanging. Uh, blue is NL NL champ, so that'll be the one that's handed out in the first three home games, which is right around Easter, like right before, yeah, right Thursday, in the lead up. Which I remember, I might be going to opening day. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> got it yeah austin does not know that yet Uh, so uh (laughs) and to be clear i may be going you might be going to that game he is not so well yeah i had said already back this was back in i guess they had won or were about to win the national league like it looked like they were gonna gonna win um and I started looking at tickets for opening day because i was like i want that flag i want to go to that so they're doing like opening week 
shirt, the flag, and the ring ceremony like on different days. Right, so like right. each each game of the opening home series is special, which is great. I would love to be able to go, but it is it's lead, right up in the lead up to Easter right, weekend. Right. And Natalie has soccer. Right. It's just really busy. I wish it, I wish the time was a little bit different. Actually, I wish they were at home to start the season. I that would be great. I would have yeah. probably been able to, maybe to be able to go to one of those first few games. But again, then it comes up, do I really want to drive down there? I got to find a shill like Justin willing to to drive me down hey, there. So it worked for Army Navy. It worked for Army Navy. It did work for Army Navy. So, And uh, actually, to be very clear, it worked incredibly it worked well, really well for, for Army, Army Navy. Army Navy was fantastic. That yeah. was, man, that was an interesting time leading up to Army Navy with everything going on. My dad's knee, my back, you and yeah. Jamie didn't feel good, or I, yeah. guess, I guess you didn't feel good. Yeah. And it's just like, but we got there. It was amazing. Yeah. Maybe other than th- that weird walking <laughs> in between the concourse where oh, I thought oh, we were oh, going to be crushed yes, to death yes, yes. by all the people. Oh, gosh. Um, Army Navy was fantastic. <laughs> We've already talked about that on a past episode. But I think that's it here for this episode, episode 375. So you mentioned Audrey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it technically we're probably about a year away from 409 oh, we, we, yeah, just because of Bulldog Hour kind of cuts down the amount of time we can do this show. Uh, we, we get a on average throughout the year. It's basically a show every other week when you inc- of this show, mm-hmm. when you incorporate Bulldog Hour taking up like 20 weeks or something like that or close to it. So we will probably be approaching episode 409 in about a year. So we'll see if I can work up the uh, the courage to DM Audrey and say, hey, yeah. you appear on this podcast. <laughs> right. Um, I'm just going to have to keep throwing out there how much I appreciate and right. love her coverage and maybe she'll join us. Well, maybe is it, uh, is it Caleb Brewer? Is he going to be a senior at, at Wyo? Wyo. So yeah. maybe, maybe she can come down and do a piece on the Wyo to oh, Penn yeah. State pipeline. There and, you uh, go. Yeah. We could, we could even maybe bring uh coach Steve O'Neill on to like talk to her. Yeah. About that. Oh man. We'll I, throw her a bone there. Yeah. I would love to get coach Steve on again. Uh, sending, Jevin to the to Penn State, he's always talking or right. posting links about um, one of Penn State's five star recruits this past year. He's already up there, already turning heads. Coach Franklin said the three yeah. freshman linemen look great. So yeah, and maybe another one, maybe Caleb Brewer from Why Missing heading up there in this upcoming recruiting class. But I would love to talk to Coach Steve O'Neill. He was on a little over a year ago to talk about Why Missing uh, football and and recruiting. And uh, he's a Denver Broncos fan, so he had a rough fall. But I think things are looking up, though. I, I think I things think, could change. Yeah, yeah. I think so. things th- could be different right. in 2023. And uh, before you know, we will be previewing our NFL season. Yeah. We've got a lot coming up. We're talking to Andy next week. That we'll take a week off for Easter, but then we're rolling through the rest of April and into May. Uh, we'll have NFL draft which we'll end up having, I think, like three shows in seven days uh, before things get a little wonky in May, June, and July because of vacations and stuff with the kids. But we'll be starting our NFL preview probably uh, sometime in May. We always have to because of the way that that Bulldog Hour works. So, yeah, it should be fun. Always a great time to talk football, play football uh, digitally, as it were. But, yeah, I think that's it. you have anything to say, any shout-outs this week? Um. Not not off the top of my head, no. I do want to uh, thank again, thank Chad again for being oh, our yeah. guest last yeah. week. I, cool. I me- emailed him a few days after the show just to say how I thought it went really well, and we appreciate him taking the time to come on the show. I got to post our first TikTok, grabbing your uh, 
Chad Henney card pull <laughs> yeah. sitting next to the man himself. Uh, it was great. He signed it, gave it to my nephew. It's already in uh, his dad's uh, glass case in his uh, in his man cave. So it's uh, it's really cool to have that there and and have that memory. And it was a it was a fun one minute clip that uh, got posted. In our first, I guess, short on YouTube yeah. too. So I'm trying to get with the times on some of these uh, social media uh, video sites or video clips and making reels and. I feel like I'm getting old because I'm, I'm not able to keep up with all these well, things. I've got bad news for you. <laughs> we are. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely have a few shout outs here on my end. Um, trying to think off the top of my head. I know the big one is uh, Jason celebrating his birthday. Um, the 31st. Nice. So that's before our next show. So happy birthday to Jason. Uh, feel like there are maybe a few more, but now off the our top. buddy Greg. Oh, to- one. We, 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 we shouted out yeah, yeah. Greg. I sent him the clip of yeah. uh, Chad wishing him a happy birthday. Um, we did, I'll mention it was my cousin Todd's birthday uh, this past week. And today is actually his son's birthday, Jameson. Happy birthday to Jameson. Um, but yeah, I think Jason, oh, it's my aunt's birthday. Aunt Joyce is celebrating this my Wednesday. Gosh. And uh, March is a crazy yeah, time. Friday is Jason's birthday. So yeah, lots of stuff going on. Uh, before our next show, which will be on Palm Sunday with Andy Hofford, our March Madness winner last year, and we will be talking Penn State football. But I think that is it then for us here at the Joe Mays and JRF Show, episode 375. Now in the books, we'll be back in one week's time. So for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at JoeMaysAndJRaff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>